Bridge Bank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to the risk takers, the game changers, and the disruptors. Bridge Bank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. Bridge Bank, be bold, venture wisely. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. Hey, it's Erica. Quick little note. The Bay is looking for an intern. This is a 16-hour-a-week paid opportunity to help us make this show. The internship runs from January through June of 2024. So if you've got love for local news, the Bay Area, and podcasting, let's chat. The deadline to apply is November 17th. We'll leave you a link to the application in our show notes. All right, here's the show. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, and welcome to The Bay, local news to keep you rooted. California is the birthplace of lowrider culture, that cool procession of candy-colored vintage cars modified to bump up and down thanks to advanced hydraulics, driving slowly so you could get a good look at the details the rims, the leather seats, the drip. It's a decades-old tradition, an art form, really, celebrated mostly by California's Latino community. And while born here, it wasn't always accepted here. I mean, I grew up in San Jose, born and raised, and being a young Chicano driving through the cities, even before the cruising ban was in place, you know, I got pulled over so many times. For years, statewide bans on cruising and lowriding have led to a criminalization of the culture. But now, those bans are being lifted. Today, I talk with KQED's Latinx engagement producer, Paloma Yaritza Abarca, about a new law that lifts decades-old bans on lowriders and cruising, and the communities in the Bay Area who fought to make it happen. This car culture dates back to the 40s with Chicanos, Latinos, and other cultures alike. They're heavily modified classic cars that have hydraulic systems that like allow them to bounce. They lower them, lift them. When I was young, my dad had a late 90s Ford F-150. It was a burgundy, like, shiny color. 
had like velvet seats inside, you know, like all these very like unique details. Oh, yeah. The music that you tend to hear is usually oldies. Lowriders also tend to bump cumbias, Spanish or English. When it comes to like the aesthetic, white tee, khakis, you know, Cortezes, zoot suits are were also a very big part of this culture, you know, and it's a whole lifestyle. I know you talked with folks here in the Bay Area who are part of this community. Can you introduce me to David Polanco and tell me who he is and where he's from? David is the president of the United Lowrider Council of San Jose. I was like really heavily influenced by lowriders. I've seen them every day. He grew up around lowriders and not just because of it being big in San Jose, but because two of his best friend's parents owned car shops. We were given the opportunity to work on cars mm-hmm. and help paint cars and put wires, put tire, tires and wheels on them and sit in lowriders in the body shop. And his dad didn't own a lowrider himself, but his dad took pride in his car. You know, we grew up poor, you know, and our cars that we had, like I was saying, windows got to be clean, tires got to be clean. So it's kind of like that lowrider mentality from him back when he was doing it when he was younger. And David kind of like held on to that. Every Christmas, every Thanksgiving, you know, There'd be a lowrider parked in the front of the yard or something of a cousin or an uncle or mm-hmm. somebody, you know, with the stereo blaring. We didn't have boom boxes back then, right? What you had was your cousin's Impala with the six by nines and the, the trunk open as an equalizer. It was cool to also learn that he actually still has uh, one of his old school um, Chevelle cars that was actually gifted to him by his father-in-law. And that's a car that he still has until uh, this day. Well, how does he talk about the role that cruising and also the cruising community has played in his life? He did share that, you know, being a young Chicano in the city, even before like the cruising ban was um, placed, the unfortunate thing is that he grew up around a time where folks were getting targeted. That's that's what the no cruising was all about. The police chief and other police have all said it. There was a tool to, you know, really just to profile you. He also has these memories where, you know, he kept on getting stopped. He kept on getting profiled. Uh, we always called it shopping. You know, you, you, you fit the profile. You're brown, you got four guys in the same car, you know, you're young, you got a mustache. You know, he kept on getting stopped, he kept on getting profiled. I got pulled over so many times. And I, and to be honest, no tickets. Okay. I got my, ter- my first ticket till I was like 37 years old. Well, let's talk about that idea a little bit more, because as much as this is about art and community, this is a community that's been very stigmatized in California, as you were just talking about. Can you tell me a little bit more about that history of how this culture of cruising became sort of stigmatized and criminalized in California? The purpose of low riding, you know, it's to be cruising and, you know, slow as possible, exhibiting your customized vehicles, showing off your culture, everything you put into your car. 
but it has been associated with street racing and gang members, especially through movies. We always go back to what's the average person know about low riding? How are they going to know about low riding? It's, it, it's, there's nothing really positive out there for it. That's not to say that gang members weren't riding in these cars. I don't want to say that at all because they were, and David shared that himself. But that's not the whole community. And what the cops were doing here is that they were stigmatizing the community as a whole and making it seem like just anyone riding in a lowrider was a gang member or was associated with something negative, which wasn't the case. Eventually, the stigma against lowriding manifested into laws. In the 1980s, California began allowing cities and towns to place bans on cruising, citing concerns about traffic congestion and gang violence, and even made it illegal to modify cars to make them low. San Jose implemented its own ban in 1986. So now, in addition to police harassment, Lowriders face the threat of fines, fees, and even having their cars towed. But the culture never went away. And in more recent years, things have started to change. And it all started at the local level. After the break, we're going to talk about an effort to decriminalize lowriders in San Jose and how the movement expanded from there. Stay with us. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S. You know, Paloma, we're talking about this community because in recent years, there have actually been pushes across the state to lift these bans that we were just talking about on cruising, including in San Jose. What have people like David been doing to try and change the narrative around cruising? So to change the narrative around um, low writing, you know, there's been a lot more community events happening with these uh, low writers. For example, there was a time where um, a whole bunch of low writers got together to protest for farm workers' rights. There was another moment in San Francisco where um, the Lowrider Council from San Francisco, which is uh, ran by Roberto Hernandez, who is also the founder of Mission Food Hub, they pulled up one day to um, a community event that the Mission Food Hub was having, which is a place that tends to give groceries and food to local community members. Lowriders pulled up to this event and helped pass out groceries. And so lowriders have been trying to do a lot more community work to show that they are part of the community, that it's not just gang members and all this negativity. Perales says that the band discriminates against the Mexican-American culture and heritage. And he, he even has spoken about his own experience being stopped dozens of times while cruising. 
Raul Perales, who is a former San Jose council member, and he is now um, a San Jose police officer, has been pushing for this change heavily because he also has had this kind of experience. I always remained respectful and often engaged with the officers, asking why I was being detained in such a manner. Last year, law enforcement officials pushed back on the idea of lifting San Jose's ban, proposing to only let lowriders cruise during police-sanctioned events. But the city ultimately decided to lift the bans entirely and voted to end fees and fines associated with cruising. And this year, advocates for lowriders took this fight statewide. Some of that organizing that was happening locally in San Jose eventually turned into a broader statewide movement in the form of a bill known as AB 436. It actually passed in the legislature and has since been signed by Governor Gavin Newsom. What does this law do exactly? This uh, repeals the statewide ban on cruising, and it was introduced by Assemblymember David Alvarez. The changes that come with it depends on the county. For one, we know that lowriders won't be targeted for driving down a certain block. Uh, We also know that no cruising signs are going to be removed if they haven't yet from certain blocks. And now it's when communities and and counties are uh, working together even more to make this a successful rollout so they can have resources for traffic. And so this has passed, but now it's when like the work is going to start even more. So how do we all come together to make AB 436 a successful rollout? Lorraine Quinones is a very big advocate for the lowrider community coming out of Los Angeles. And she played a very big role in making sure that a lot of signatures were collected from the community for AB 436 to make sure that it passed and to also make sure that the governor just saw that, you know, there was members that wanted this to happen. It, it, it's an an empowering move that, okay, I did this. What else can I do for my community? What else can we do together? What do you think the lifting of this ban could mean for the future of low riding and cruising? That folks are going to be able to be out in the streets, you know, of course, with regulations and resources, but they'll be out in the streets and community comfortably. And San Jose actually has been a hub for low riding since the 1940s. In January of 1977, San Jose State University students Sony Madrid, Larry Gonzalez, and David Nunez published the first issue of the Lowrider magazine, uh, which is a very popular magazine within the lowrider community that showcases lowriders, uh, showcases art. It has their own models, you know, and that's, that's something that came out of here from San Jose. And so there's history here. I just I think it's important to to make people feel that they're important. I see you. AJ Noriega, she is the founder and president of Chicana Dreams, which is this brand new low writing club from San Jose. When I was in high school, I was talking to my friend and um, I was like, you know, one day I'm going to buy a low writer. I'm going to start my own club. It's going to be all females. 
It's funny because when I actually went to go interview her, there was already uh, kids around there, you know, in their little lowrider bikes. When I think of the future, I think of my nieces. I think of like the other young girls from the community, like stepping up and owning their place. And um, I hope that I can be that person that inspires them to, to really just go for it. So yeah, it's, it's gonna continue to get passed down. And if, if this law sticks around, it's gonna be a smoother process for them going forward. Well, Paloma, thank you so much for talking about this with me. Uh, I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. That was Paloma Yaritza Abarca, a Latinx engagement producer at KQED. This conversation with Paloma was cut down and edited by senior editor Alan Montesilio. Maria Esquinca is our producer. She scored this episode and added all the tape. Additional production support from me. Shout out as well to the rest of our podcast team here at KQED. That's Jen Chien, our director of podcasts, Katie Springer, our podcast operations manager, Cesar Saldana, our engagement producer, Mahasanad, our engagement intern, and Holly Kernan, our chief content officer. The Bay is a production of member-supported KQED in San Francisco. I'm Erica Cruz-Guevara. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. You get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks.